lights. Camera. Action. Action. What's up, movie fans? Hey there. We are Mason. I'm JJ. And this Actually, I go by Josh on this one. Yeah, well, you know, whatever. Call me whatever. Yeah. Just don't call me late for dinner. That's <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> and this is the Silver Foxes on the Silver Screens podcast. And you can follow us on X at Fox Movie Pod or email the show at silver.foxmoviepod at gmail.com. Man, have we, have we received any emails yet? We have not. Now, not somebody, yet. Who wants to be the first? We will give a shout out to the first listener to email us. Yes. On the next show when we talk about Die Hard. Die Hard, greatest Christmas movie ever, and, in my opinion. And today, we're talking about one of the top grossing Christmas movies of all time. It's an incredible movie. The, the seminal 1990 classic, Home Alone. Oh. Which really depicted the middle class way higher than it should be. <laughs> we're we're going we're gonna to just throw upper middle class right in there. Yeah, upper. That's where that, they put the upper in for this movie. They added the upper in 1990 for this movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But that's John Hughes, though. Is Again, another John Hughes film. Another John off Hughes film. Planes, Trades, and Automobiles. Yep. Uh, May, maybe the middle class was different in Lansing, Michigan, where he grew up. It had to have been. Must have been. Yeah. Because man, that ain't a middle class house anywhere. <laughs> Not even today. Not even today. Which is funny because that house sold for like one and a half million dollars a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Which and I don't even think that includes any kind of like movie premium. Not this is the Home Alone house, so we added a million dollars to it. Yeah. That's just what that house goes for. And that's a beautiful house, gorgeous house. Yeah. I mean, basement, first floor, second floor, finished attic. Incredible. Yeah. I mean, the square footage in that joint is off the charts. And the house plays just as big a role in this movie as any of the I mean, absolutely. I guess, it, should Kevin. Be, it, should be, it should be listed on IMDb. Certainly more than all the ridiculous family. Yeah. Yeah. Which, jeezy, Pete's that family was huge. Fifteen people they were taking to France. Yeah. But I wonder, and I need to look at like the picture or whatever. I didn't do this because I'm just now thinking about it. Were some of those kids his brother's kids? Yes. Not Frank. Not Frank. Frank. Not cheap Frank. But the, the, the brother, brother of France. Yeah. Are your parents correct. at home? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Are they here? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but he doesn't live here. Yeah. Oh. Yes, but he doesn't live here. Yeah, sure. Great. All these kids, no parents. Yeah, and totally ignoring Joe Pesci at the beginning of this movie. Right. Like, like there's just a cop standing in your foyer. Just chilling. Whatever. First off, who let him in? Like, there's no responsibility to let a police officer in and tell an adult that a cop is here. I bet you anything it was Uncle Frank that let him in. Just opened the door and walked away. Right. Well, you didn't have to pay him. Uncle Frank would have talked to him if you didn't have to pay him. Uncle Frank couldn't be bothered. So Which, yes. interesting fact about uh, old Uncle Frank. Um, do you know who he was originally supposed to be no. played by? No. Kelsey Grammer. See, I, I I think they they made the right choice by not having Kelsey. I can't see Kelsey I, Grammer playing that. It's just he's too big of a star even then, right? Like he's Frazier, Cheers, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. Well, and the, it's such a it's such a different character than who he played on Cheers. He was a psychiatrist who had plenty of money. Like he was kind of out of touch in the other direction yes. from the Uncle Frank character. Yeah. Oh yeah, man, they they made the right call. And since we're talking about it, there were a couple other people who were looking to get cast in this movie. Like okay, what could have been? Um, 
For some reason, they were going after Robert De Niro to play Harry. What? Like... Okay, so after seeing Meet the Parents, and I, I think that was like my first my first peek into Robert De Niro in a comedy role, I think he probably could have done it, but not in 1990. No. no that's yeah. a se- yeah. more seasoned Robert De Niro. Right. Um, they also were... Uh, oh, man, this would have been great, and I swear I hate he turned it down. John Lovitz. As Marv? As Harry. As Harry. He turned it down because he said he didn't want to act with a kid. Uh, I, I, see, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're going to agree to disagree on that because I don't think John Lovitz would have had... I, he would have had the comedic chops. I don't know if he would have had the serious mindset to like really want to break in. Like, I don't know that I believe that he wants to rob somebody. Yeah, I just don't know if I could believe him wanting to kill somebody, but just the right. comedic act. Oh, the timing. Oh, oh. Yeah, the voice. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, oh man, the Santa that he goes to see at the end, uh-huh. like towards the end, like, hey, I know how this works. Right. I know you work for Santa. <laughs> I know you're not him, but you got connections. Yeah. Yeah. Chris Farley auditioned for that part. Man, he should have got it. That would have been great. Yeah. With that strong, well, it's more of a Wisconsin than a Chicago, but a Midwestern. He Farley can do a Chicago. He was one of those super fans. Yeah. On SNL. Yeah. Yeah. He's the one I always had the heart attack. Man. Yeah. That would really? Awesome. That, yeah. Well, I mean, we were we were chatting earlier pre-show. This movie almost didn't get made. It did not. Well, it almost didn't get finished. Yeah. He, uh, Hughes and Columbus went over budget. Over, I guess it was a $10 million budget. Okay. And they went over and Warner Brothers was like, scrap it. Nope. Yeah. We're done. Not another dime. But John Hughes was having secret meetings. Secret meetings after dark. <laughs> With Fox. And 20th Century Fox swooped in with like, yeah, we'll we'll take that. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll cut you a check. We'll pay you 80 cents on the dollar. Or, well, I don't know that that's the number, but then, yeah, but, we'll, we'll yeah. take it off your hands. Yeah, it wasn't doing anything for them. They're like, yeah, we can make some money off this. Okay, cool. Yeah, you're over budget. You got nothing to, to release. You could lose $10 million or you could lose 7 or $8 million. We'll buy it from you. Yeah. Uh, and this movie went on to, uh, let's see. It went on to stay number one at the box office for 12 weeks in a row. Wow. Became the number one grossing action comedy movie up until like 2012 when it was broke by the hangover part two part two yeah part one didn't even didn't even touch it nope wow so and it was a guinness book i think it might still be a guinness book world record for the time that it spent at the top yeah wow so excellent uh it made 285 million dollars that's pretty good roi man (laughs) Yeah. I mean, how much were they over budget? Let's say they doubled the budget. Let's say it went from 10 to 20. I mean, even if this movie... You still made 10 times in the box office. Like, this movie was so low budget at the time that they had to hire a guy in the basement of his, like, mom's house to make the nail that's sticking out of Marv's head. Wow. Yeah. Like, that is, like, an animated, like, they gave the guy, like... Whatever. Yeah, here's forty bucks. We need we need you to knock this out. I mean, they didn't even pay John Candy for his cameo. Like he got paid. What is it? Uh, what do they call it? Their base, like. Oh, um, 
I can't remember. Whatever. Scale. Scale. Yeah. Yeah, like $425 at the time for 24 hours. Of a day, yeah. Which he shot in 24 oh, hours. He got it done. Yeah. I mean, he's a pro, man. He is. And I think 80% of his lines were improvised. It and he was the only one. It could have been 100. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Like, I think they said the whole part where he's talking about, oh, yeah, we uh, we left a kid at a funeral home one time. Like, all of that. All that was off the, off cuff. the cuff? Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, like you said, I mean, he's a pro. Yeah. Look, Gus Polanski, I mean, the Kenosha Kickers. <laughs> <laughs> the movie wouldn't have been the same without him. No. Yeah. Uh so you said you had some interesting facts about Hughes. Well, what you, what you got going on I with mean, Hughes? So you know, getting getting back to just the the base of the movie, written and produced by John Hughes, directed by Christopher Columbus, music by John Williams. I don't know how Warner Brothers Studios didn't just write these guys a blank check and say, "Just make it happen, right? Make a movie." I mean, John Hughes. I mean, Lansing, at, Michigan. At this time, I mean, this is 1990. He had already okay. Let's let's talk about this. Mostly in chronological order, a couple of them aren't. Um, he so his claim to fame. He produced a lot of movies. He was very groundbreaking as a movie writer, right? So he wrote Mr. Mom. He wrote The National Lampoon Family Vacation, Breakfast Club, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Pretty in Pink, Sixteen Candles, The European Vacation, Weird Science, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, The Great Outdoors, Uncle Buck, Home Alone, Curly Sue. The Beethoven series of movies, Dennis the Menace, Made in Manhattan, J-Lo, what? Drillbit Taylor? Really? Owen Wilson? Yeah. So, you know, uh, by this point in 1990, he had already had his 80s movie empire built, right? Um, You know, and then you've got Christopher Columbus, Chris Columbus, directing. Um, He did some producing, too. Honestly... Most everything that he produced wasn't that great unless he directed it. Um, but he directed Adventures in Babysitting, the Home Alone series, uh, Mrs. Doubtfire, Bicentennial Man. So he liked working um, with Robin Williams. He liked Robin Williams. He did the first two Harry Potter movies, which is a yeah. fun story. He There were 50 directors lined up to direct the Harry Potter, the first Harry Potter movie. His daughter had trouble reading until she read the first Harry Potter book, the I think she read the British version. I think she read the Philosopher's Stone. And she read it in like two days. And it, it introduced her into the world of books. So he has this like deep family connection with the Harry Potter series. He talked to the folks. I think it was Warner Brothers that did the movies. He said, look, I know there's a lot of directors in line. but Make sure that I'm last. And they interviewed directors for 10 days. And he rewrote the script, which was already a really good script over those 10 days. And he did. He didn't charge them for anything. He gave them the new script, and like that was the tipping point that made them choose Chris Columbus. Oh, that's great as a director. Yeah, I'm sure he was just like, I don't want anybody to screw this up. It means so right. much to my family. And his his daughter was like, Daddy, can you please make a movie out of this? Like, because yeah. you know, when you're a kid, you don't realize that you maybe to some degree, but Daddy makes movies. Oh, I like this book. Daddy make this into a movie. Yeah, you know. So I get happen. <laughs> he did. He did. He did. Oh, that's great. Uh, he also did the Percy, uh, directed the Percy Jackson movies and Pixels, which hmm. I, it's kind of a dumb movie, but I I love it. I've seen eighty percent of that movie, and it cracks me up when I watch it. Well, you didn't miss much. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
And then, of course, music by John Williams. Look, if, if you don't know John Williams and his music, you may be listening to the wrong podcast because yeah. his his composing credit started back in 1958. Yeah. Now, this wasn't in 1958, but he, he composed the music for 20 episodes of Gilligan's Island. Okay. Jaws, the Star Wars, and all the sequels. I mean, right now you're naming... I mean, these are... These are classics. These are classics. You, you can hum them right off the top of your head. Yeah, absolutely. Um... Let's see. Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Superman with Christopher Reeve, Raiders, and all the Indiana Jones movies, E.T., Home Alone, obviously, Hook, Jurassic Park, Schindler's List, Amistad, Saving Private Ryan, The Patriot, and the first three Harry Potter movies, which Christopher Chris Columbus directed the first two and produced the third one. So the, the collabo with Chris Columbus on those. Yeah, every one of those movies have some kind of classic, like, Jingle hook, like you hear it and you know, you know, Jurassic Park, you know it, you know it, yeah, yeah. I mean, Uh, Indiana Jones, Star Wars, yeah, yeah. And this Home Alone is no different. It starts, it starts with this, this jingly. Honestly, it reminded me of the Harry Potter opening. It's kind of got that twinkle, like, Uh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So fun, and I feel like that's also like you can kind of hear that in Star Wars too. Like sometimes during a change, it's more like a. Uh, right. Like, I mean, when when there could be, there never really would be dead air, but they could just make it a smash cut. They kind of extend it and add a little musical to yeah, it. Yeah, it's great. Is, it just makes the movies for me. Yeah. Same. Well, uh, I saw that John Hughes, in John Hughes fashion, wrote this movie in nine days. I mean. The first cut. The dude was, dude was a machine. He was. Yeah. And, again, like in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, this comes from a... Not like a real life experience, but he he was on his way to Europe on vacation with his family, and he's just sitting there like, "Huh, what if we left one of our kids behind? Like, or what if we lost one of the kids at the airport? Right? Like, and boom, boom. nine days later, movie's born. Well, he got back home from vacation, and then nine days later, right? I was just gonna add, he didn't start writing that in Europe, but I mean, he's I mean, probably plotting it out in his he, mind. He probably had it. I mean, to put it down on paper in nine days. You, he had it written in, yeah. in his John Hughes head. Yeah, he did. Yeah, before he ever picked up a pen. That big old beautiful brain of his. Oh, my God. Again, oh. gone too soon, man. Yeah. Oh, I can't believe Drillbit Taylor. Like, Drillbit Taylor? I would not have guessed that was, was used. Wasn't that a shocker? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was a pretty good movie. Like, it's one of those feel-good comedies where the kid, the bullies get what they deserve. And that's right. Yeah. Well, and that's that's like a, a, a tenet of even Chris Columbus's you know, directorial style. You know, you have you have kids triumphing over adults and bullies getting their due. So, I mean, that they were both kind of towards the top of their game when Home Alone came out and was being made, but their styles matched up really well. Yeah. Uh, I did see that, okay, so you always hear that Home Alone was written for Macaulay Culkin because of Great Outdoors or Uncle Buck? Uncle Buck. Okay. Yeah. So... I'm sure there was some truth to that because Hughes told Columbus, like, hey, mother, Hulkin's the kid. Look, I got this kid. But he still auditioned, like, over 100 kids for the role of Kevin McAllister. Wow. Okay. Before finally being like, okay, yeah, you're yeah, right. You're, you're right. right. He's this kid, kid is, yeah. yeah, he's the one. Yeah. And there's there's quotes on IMDb of Chris Columbus talking about how incredibly charming Macaulay Culkin was as a child. Like, 
Dude, if you watch, and I, I watched a couple of like uh, his interviews and stuff, and he is. I mean, he's got great rapport with the the interviewers, like Arsenio Hall. Like, right? It, and yeah. Arsenio Hall was not a, a great interviewer. No, McCullen Culkin did really well. Um, so let's jump into look. So the movie opens, and the whole family is running amok. It's chaos. Oh my god. Joe oh, Pesci. Hang on. Oh, real quick. Yeah. Real quick plot synopsis. This one will be fast. Oh yeah, no, yeah. we didn't even do You're this before. Yeah. Upper middle class Chicago family. Um, brother gets transferred to France. Decides to bring the whole family over for Christmas. Uh, Kevin is a little shit. He causes a ruckus, wishes his family would disappear. Wakes up, they're gone because they overslept and forgot him. And in the meantime, the wet bandits are casing the neighborhood and trying to rob the house, which Kevin successfully defends. And the family comes home, put a bow on it like a Christmas present that it is, tied up, everything's good. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So the movie opens, chaos. Joe Pesci in disguise as a police, Chicago police officer. Chicago PD. Just standing in the foyer. And nobody is paying him a bit of attention. Just watching it happen. Yeah. So finally, I guess the pizza got delivered before he got there because uh, while no, he was still there. While he was still there, pizza yeah. guy, little Nero's pizza. Be there. Twenty minutes for free. Shameless little Caesar's ripoff. Yeah. Kid shows up with ten pizzas for one hundred twenty-two fifty. That's twelve something. That's twelve dollars a pizza. Twelve and a quarter pizza. <laughs> And uh, they're they're just aghast at the price. 120. It's pizza, right? Well, yeah. There's ten of them. I'm sitting here thinking like the price of pizza has not really increased that much. No, especially not at Little Caesars where you can still get a pepperoni stuffed crust for ten bucks. Yeah, yeah. Now that's not delivered. You're gonna pay. You're gonna pay somebody forty dollars to deliver <laughs> it. But I do not do delivery. Still, no. God, no. I have to just be just being lazy as hell and be like, you know what? Hey, I'm gonna pay it. Look, I can I can walk into the best pizza restaurant in town. Two of the other pizza restaurants have drive-throughs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, if you're paying a car payment and insurance and for delivery, you are wasting at least a third of that money. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, man. back to the movie. So, yeah. little Nero's kid shows up, and the the side of the car twenty minutes or it's free. Nobody's paying attention, and I'm just waiting for somebody to accuse him of taking more than 20 minutes and getting free pizza. Right? Who was not? Why was not somebody not timing this? Right, Frank, Uncle Frank, Uncle Frank's not sitting there with a stopwatch. Yeah, I'm about that. I bet that got cut. Yeah, yeah, that wound up on the editing room floor. But I do love the whole gag throughout the movie where they keep hitting the little statue the out front, like <laughs> so bad. it's never mentioned or no. brought any attention to, but every. The pizza kid hits it. He hits it the, twice, doesn't he? No, the pizza kid hits it once. The the air, airport shuttle hits it. Yeah. The wet bandits hit it. And I think at the end, the cop cars hit it. Yeah. <laughs> Poor statue. I mean, what, well, a, what a quality statue in a terrible location. <laughs> yeah. Or how bad is the driving? Like, you don't see this. It's bad. It, oh yeah, I've I've driven <laughs> I've driven in and around Chicago. It's it's every every man for himself. It's whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So they end up getting the pizza and Kevin is pissed because nobody saved him any cheese pizza. It's all he wants. Slice cheese pizza. And here's the thing. That pizza had been there for like 2.5 seconds. 
Right. Come on. Like, who the hell is eating cheese? Y'all were just eating cheese pizza out of spite. Who is eating a whole cheese pizza? In, like, two seconds. Seriously. Yeah. Like, yeah. Buzz, why are you... The only reason you're even eating that cheese pizza is because you know it's Kevin's favorite. Yeah. And, look, man, when I was a kid... Okay, so I'm, like, a month younger than Macaulay Culkin. He was born August 26th of 80, and I was born at the end of September of 80. And so, like, watching this movie, when this movie came out, that was me, right? A much more well-to-do me, but (laughs) I didn't know that as a kid, you know? So, I was super afraid of Buzz. Buzz was terrifying to me as a child. Adult rewatches of this movie, I just laugh. I'm like, this is so ridiculous. Who is afraid of this moron? (laughs) And, uh... So, you know, Buzz gives him a hard time eating the pizza. Kevin has had enough because Buzz acts like he's puking it up to give it to Kevin. Kevin gets mad and, like, headbutts him in the gut. Should have. Buzz, Buzz was knocks hanging. over all of these drinks, and Kevin gets blamed because Uncle Frank is an asshole. Oh, my God. There is no scenario or world I live in where if somebody calls my kid a little jerk, I'm not... Confronting them. Losing my mind. Yeah. 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 Yep. You shut the F up. That's my kid. Right. Um, you know, you, yeah, we can cuss on this one, but. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we don't have to. No. It's fine. But yeah, see, that's all I could think was like, why is everybody being a fucking asshole to Kevin? Yeah, right. Why is I everybody mean, mad at Kevin? Like, I feel like they're taking it to the next level. Like, he has not done anything that outrageous for an eight year old to do. Right. Like, he's just being at you. Like, somebody, this, show me some attention. What do I need to do? Like, Everybody's running around on the phone, like, <clears throat> he's trying to talk to his mom, and she's not like, I'm on the phone, I'm on, like. Well, and he's talking to his mom about watching the movie. Yeah. Right? That Uncle Frank won't let him watch, that everybody else gets to watch, because yeah. Uncle Frank's an asshole. And then he's asking his siblings for advice on packing a suitcase. Because he's never done it before. Because he's never done it before, and they're like, hey, you're an idiot. He's like six. Like, yeah, what the? Well, yeah. he's ten. Okay. Is he and, ten or eight? He's... Because I think he's eight in this one and ten in New York. I think he's eight in the movie. In real life, he's nine. Yeah. So he's probably eight when the movie's being made. Like, he's probably actually eight years old. Who expects an eight-year-old to pack their own bag? I know I wouldn't have been able to. I mean... No. Even then, like... I'm going to pack my toys. Dude, if we went to the beach for a day, like, mom's packing my stuff when I'm eight. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because you... Are you going to really trust an eight-year-old to pack for a European vacation? For, a, like, a ten-day or, or two-week trip to France? Yeah. What? The least you can do is lay it out and be like, hey, your clothes are laid out. Go put them in, a, right. go put them in your bag. Or or you, you spend some time leading up to this, not the night before, you talk about what we need to take to France because yeah. we're going to Europe. What do you need? And then and, you give them a list. Yeah, those bags should have been packed two days ago. The fact that they're not, like, stacked up at the door the night before they're getting ready to leave at 8 sharp is ridiculous. Yeah. This family deserves every bad thing that happens to them, travel logistics-wise. Exactly. I don't, I don't, I don't wish them, you know, <laughs> harm, but... No. If, if they miss the plane, which is a whole nother fun 90s oh thing... Oh, my God. Not, could not happen today. Does not. They're, they're leaving the house. This plane leaves in 45 minutes. Look, if you're not at the airport at the gate... 45 minutes before your plane leaves, you're you're going to miss it. Because yeah. it's going to board 30 minutes before it leaves. Yeah. I think the quick, quickest I've ever got through Air Force security was like a Sunday, the beginning of football season at like 2 o'clock. Right. Okay. So I was able to roll through pretty quick. But it wasn't 
Okay, so we live <laughs> we live close to Greensboro, North Carolina, which has one of the best airports. Shout out to Piedmont Triad International. Security wise, it's incredible. I fly through there a lot, and it, it takes me thirty minutes to park, and thirty five minutes after leaving my house, I'm through security. Nice. I have the pre check, you know, whatever. But yeah. It's it's great. That's not where they were flying. They were flying through O'Hare. Yeah. From the suburbs. It would have taken 45 minutes to get to O'Hare. Much less, when they didn't have to park. They took the shuttle or whatever. But still, there's. it, it would be shocking to me if they got to O'Hare in 45 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Mm. And no airport security to speak of. No, they're just running through. You run right up to the gate. You hand the lady your boarding pass. She's... Everybody else is on the plane. Just take whatever's open. There were still assigned seats in 1990. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. Uh, but funny, right after the the whole fight with Buzz, you see Kevin's ticket get thrown in the trash. Right. So. So they're not even, like, missing it. Nope. Yeah. And that's a good, I mean, John Hughes is great about it. Like, there is, like, no detail. Right. It's never a big deal, like, bringing attention to it. It's just quick. Boom. The same with the power going out. Like, nobody says it. Power phone, like it just happens, move on. Power's back on. It's going to take Ma Bill a while to get your phone lines back <laughs> yeah. up. Yeah. You know, yeah. So, again, madhouse because power's out. Everybody's scrambling. At this yep. point, Kevin's on the third floor for being an asshole, and it's t- said, I hope my whole family disappears. Yeah. And then the mom doubles down, like, say, say it again. Say it again. Say it make, again. make sure to come true. Yeah. yeah. Which, fun story, she was also in Beetlejuice. Which focused on saying things multiple times to make them happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which we'll have to do that one when another amazing uh, one. oh star studded yeah. cast there. Yeah. Michael Keaton, Alan Baldwin, Gina Gina Davis. Davis. I keep wanting to say Gina Gershon, that ain't right. No. <laughs> Gina Davis, Catherine O'Hara, um, Winona Ryder, mm-hmm. a very young Winona Ryder, and Otto. Otho. Otho. Yeah. The designer. Which you've seen in a thousand different things. And nobody knows his name. And the dad. Oh, the dad was famous for being an idiot. He was the principal. Michael McKeon. In, Michael McKeon, yeah. That was Michael McKeon, the cop from, from Plain Strange Automobiles. Exactly. It's all connected. Watch more movies. For real. So, we are dashing no, through there. That's not Michael McKeon. Wait no. a minute. No, that's, it's, that's the, the, it's that's the, the principal, principal from Ferris Bueller. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, do yeah. look very similar. Yeah. Yeah. Also remember him being the bad guy from Howard the Duck. I never saw Howard the Duck. Yeah. The first time I saw Howard the Duck character on screen was in the Avengers movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why that movie sticks out in my head. There's no way I watched it multiple times. Right. Like, I, but it does. Hey, it works. It was yeah. Leah, Leah Thompson from, okay. yeah, from Back to the Future. From Back to the Future. Yeah. Man, Ugh. look at all these. This reason playing the game, like, what is it, Seven Degrees of Kevin Bacon is seven so much fun. Degrees, yeah, yep. Oh, we used to kill so much time at a job. Like, when I worked at the distillery, well, we killed in, so much time. He's in that. everything. Like, there's probably other actors you could do it with, but it's we, easiest with him. We had a game, and we did the Kevin Bacon thing for a while, and then we would just try to connect two random actors. Oh. Like, that was fun. That's a, that's a more fun game. Yeah. Yeah. You need a little deeper knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Um. So where, where were we? So Tickets thrown away. Tickets thrown away. They're on the plane. They're running through the airport. Um, oh, the head count. Head count. Head count. That Dumbass little neighbor kid. kid. Oh, God. Does this, this thing. Does this thing have automatic transmission? Does it have four-wheel drive? What kind of gas mileage you get? 
That little kid is getting abducted like next weekend. Absolutely. Like he's he, been abducted and returned. Yeah. Somebody <laughs> <laughs> gave him back. Oh, I'm just gonna go talk to these random guys in a van. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and he's just like opening a bag and playing with stuff. Yeah. Oh, here's a camera. Here's a yo-yo. Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, he's going to get in a van for some free candy in a minute. Yep. And that van's going to circle the block and be like, wrong one. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> Matter of fact, give me, give me that candy back. Yeah. <laughs> oh. It reminds me that uh, there was a Family Guy sketch for that. Uh, one of my favorite Family yeah. Guy gangs. <laughs> Peter Griffin's a little kid. Hey, kid, you want some free candy? No, he can't get in with strangers. And he reads a newspaper. Little boy gets free candy. <laughs> then the next one offers him candy, he takes it, and he reads the newspaper. Little go- little boy gets no candy, but is molested. <laughs> oh. Great gags. Yeah. So they so, knock out the head count. Yep. They're at the airport. They ask they ask the girl, because it was a little boy, so they ask her about the head count. You know, ex-boys, uh, this many boys, this many girls, <laughs> yada, yada. They run to the airport. They're on the plane. So I have an interesting fact about that little girl. The girl, Megan, the character Megan. Yeah, Megan McAllister. Did, did the counting. Yep. Um, she quit acting after this to practice judo and ended up going to the Olympics and represent America in 96 and 2000. Really? Yes. How'd she do? Did she medal? Uh, I don't know. I didn't see if she medaled or not. I mean, you'd think if but, she medaled, it would have been a bigger story. Yeah. So. Wow. Go ahead, Megan McAllister. Or, right. or whatever her real name is. Uh, I really should have wrote that down. That's and, fine. You know, whatever. So, head count, they're on the plane, and... Her name's Hillary Wolf. Thanks, internet. That, that seems like a Olympian, Olympian name. Wolf. Her Hillary Jocelyn Wolf is an American former child actress and judoka. Judoka. I guess that's what that's what you call a practicer of judo. She's a judoka. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Well, anyway. I mean, just a crazy, like, I mean, because yeah. at that time she had to be 16, 17 when she filmed Home Alone. Um, so she was born in 77, so she's three years old, she's only three years older than Macaulay Culkin. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. So. So 15, 14, 13? I'm not doing that. If he was 11, if he was eight, she would have been 11. There's no way that she was 11. She, but if she was born earlier in the year, maybe mm. she was tw- still. Yeah. She was a very mature 11 or 12, and he was a very small eight. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so then Kevin wakes up and is looking around the house, coming down from the attic where he was banished to, yep. and which is another great setup. Speaking of the attic, okay, hide a bed, classic 90s sheets on the bed. That pull-out sofa was incredibly close to that heater that was either gas or wood-fired because it had a giant <laughs> chimney coming out of it or had a giant flue coming out going to the chimney. Like, that was a pretty dangerous setup if you intended to heat that room and sleep in it. You're gambling. You're gambling. You're, maybe, maybe I've spent too much time in property management. I'm too close to our risk manager. You just can't not see it. I can't not see it. Uh, burn the place down. Get out. That's not up to code, gas. Hey, come on. Let's, uh, let's, let's put up a fence or something there. Let's, let's, let's cordon that off. Uh, uh, so he's upstairs. On a, his own level, behind a door. Yep. Nobody checks. Totally forget about the kid. Totally forget about the kid. They're just counting. Which parents are in first class. Kids if, are in coach. Which yeah, it's fine. Perfectly yeah. fine. Like 
Catherine O'Hare feels a little guilty. Dad's like, screw those kids. I'm perfectly fine. Back in the family car, you know, whatever. But how did they... Okay, then she goes into... I feel like I forget something. How do you not... Well, I guess because of the head count, but somebody should have been like, wait, how come Kevin isn't annoying the shit out of somebody? Right. Yeah. Like, like her... He's still not pouting. Like... so we see it from a intentionally. We see it from a little different perspective, right? That was their last interaction of the night that we see. But she went back downstairs and ate pizza, finished packing. Like she did a bunch of other things at, between the interaction and the morning, yeah. right? So I guess it's reasonable that she didn't wake up with him on her mind. But I mean, and I don't have kids, but tell me this as a parent: like if you just had a really if you just had that interaction with your kid the night before when you put him to bed. Oh, I'm feeling bad. Are you not waking up thinking about, you know, how to follow up on that interaction? Yeah. We're having you a know, talk. I'm giving him a hug. Coaching like, moment. Yeah. Talking through it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And honestly, as a parent, I couldn't tell you the last time I was like super deep sleep because of the kid. Like, I just am right. aware. Sure. Well, and I mean, granted, parenting has changed through the years. This is true. That was 33 years ago. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look at the dad in that. He's like, there's nothing we can do. Just wait yeah. for the plane. Like, he's yeah. home. He's fine. It's fine. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so here's another thing that this is, this was kind of a, a, a fly in the ointment for me. In the very beginning, Kevin's being a little shit, you know, and his mom's like, he was playing with the glue gun again. And his dad's, he was, I was making ornaments out of fish hooks. And he's like, my new fish my, hooks? Yeah. Look at the house they live in and the life they live. Does he give a shit about the cost of fish hooks? No. 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 I mean, there was no Amazon. You had to go buy fish hooks. Whatever. Like, there was, some, there was some effort invested in obtaining these fish hooks. But it's not like, man, I can't believe this kid. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go beat the shit out of him for wasting my fish hooks. Like, what? Oh. Uh, that, 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 that made me laugh. Knowing what things cost. Yeah. You know. And I feel like that might be like a little insight to his creativeness. Like, he's yeah. making ornaments with, he's using glue gun, fish hooks. And who knows what. Yeah. yeah. To make ornaments. To make ornaments. Yeah. And he's, uh, he doesn't want ornaments. He's clearly making them for somebody. He's a generous kid. Yeah. He's just miss. He's very, very, very misinterpreted. Huh. So Kevin is wandering around the house. Mom, like just, no, he didn't say anything at first. He's just looking around. And he's down in the kitchen, and he's sitting at the island, and he's just looking around like. Well, he checks. He checks rooms. He checks bedrooms. He's he's wondering what's going on. He went to sleep, and there was a kerfuffle about. Yeah, (laughs) and he woke up to no kerfuffle. (laughs) Oh, he's confused. Yeah. And then the beautiful flashback of all the terrible things everybody said to him the night before. Oh, I love the little the little floating heads. Yep, yep. and they're all different. <laughs> like these are these are re-recorded. In, so it's it's his interpretation of what happened, and the, the, amazing. Yeah, everybody was just so shitty to him. And I love how they break the fourth wall. Like I made my family disappear, and then he like does the the eyebrow raise at the camera. Uh-huh. Like ah, uh, here it comes and. During this time is when Captain O'Hara realizes, did we close the garage? Oh, yeah, that's what it was. We yeah, didn't close that, the garage. No, that wasn't the garage. Kevin! <laughs> <laughs> uh, which, 
You don't think a line like that could be duplicated, but she does it perfectly she does in it. Return, uh, Lost in New York. So well. Yeah. So well. She passes out in that one. Which right. Is, yeah. Well, uh, she's she's in an airplane. She's already seated. Yeah. <laughs> and Uncle Frank with the gym. Well, I, I forgot my reading glasses. Yeah. Don't feel bad. I forgot my reading glasses. Yeah. Because that's the same thing, Frank. It is the Frank. You jerk. <laughs> Uh, he's trying to rob the plane blind. Honey, these are real crystal. Put them in, in your purse. purse. Put them in your purse. God, he's such a cheapskate. Oh. So, what's the first thing Kevin does? He realizes he's home alone. I, he starts eating junk food. Junk food, jumping on beds. beds. Yep. Yeah. And then he gets into buzzes stuff. Oh, yeah. Cause... And he reads the Playboy, which he realizes has a bunch of naked people, and he is not interested. <laughs> no. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> <laughs> which... I, I never looked to see if that's a real issue of Playboy, but the, the cover is, like, broadcasting in the nude. Like, what's... It's, like, the least sexy Playboy cover ever. What... <coughs> what was the first Playboy cover that you... Like, first Playboy magazine you think you remember reading? All right. Shout out to Dad. It was... It was the one with Cindy Crawford. Okay. It was nice. In his, it was in his top drawer. Under socks and underwear, it was like a it was like a black and white or like a sepia tone um, spread of Cindy Crawford. Yep, and that was from eighty nine or ninety. Nice. Yeah. Now I remember, like I remember seeing other like dirty magazines when I was a kid. Like I, I, each house we lived in, like I can remember where they were hidden. <laughs> <laughs> but like that's that's the one that stands out in my mind. Yeah, I think the one that stands out in my mind came out a little bit later, but it was the co-ed, like one of the co-eds Ooh. with, uh, uh, was it Jenny McCarthy? Okay. Might have been the uh, cover. Yeah. Um, but man, growing up, my uncle, God, he kept these magazines because he was a biker. Oh, dude, the Easy Riders. The easy Riders, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. Okay. And he just kept them like literature in the bathroom. <laughs> like, <laughs> was, he, he was, was he a single guy? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Had two daughters. Oh, uh, yeah. Him and three women in the house. Uh, and he's like, just in his bathroom. Yep. Just, Those are my motorcycle yep. magazines. And I bet nobody ever looked at him. Like, and nobody cared. Nobody but me and him. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Which he'd always be like, hey, DJ. Because he called me Daryl Jr. Yeah. Like, DJ. I want him to do magazines. You got Check out the bikes. And he, would have, and he had the videos, like, of the Easy Rider video. Like, he, uh, uh and they were right there with the rest of his VHS collection. <laughs> yeah. And all the girls were like, oh, another motorcycle movie? And he was like, yep, you yep. don't need to mess with that. Uh, the one thing I remember most about those movies is a topless woman riding on the back of a motorcycle trying to eat a hot dog off like a fishing line. <laughs> <laughs> like it was a contest or something. Like they had to like catch these hot dogs out using their hands. Like somebody, on the back of a motorcycle. Somebody somewhere thought that was really sexy because that's like a trope in like softcore yeah. jokes, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it still sticks. Up. I mean, I do not find it attractive or hot. No. But at the time, I'm like, oh, top of women trying to eat a hot dog. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> hot dogs and boobies. Yeah. Goodness. Uh, so, it's going to be the name of my first book. Right. <laughs> it's been named my autobiography. Hot dogs and boobies. The Mason Ring Eisen story. Oh, beautiful, man. I don't even remember where we were at. Uh, uh, eating junk food, jumping on bed. Eating junk food, jumping on bed. Then he finally watches the movie that uh, 
I guess Uncle Frank would let him watch Angels with Filthy Souls. Such like, yeah, a black. I guess this because all the shooting is the reason he couldn't watch it. But this movie was. I feel like they shot this movie in like less than a day. Well, it, I mean, because it's all yeah. it, all it is is that. I mean, it's, it's not even a real scene. movie. Yeah. Which we were talking earlier that uh. Sorry, folks. I'm just getting over the sniffles, and uh, I got a little snotty, so we we blew my nose together. I know. I should have used the mute buttons. I don't know what I was thinking. It's fine. It, we we're, heard it we're, your mic anyway. We're getting better. We're getting there. So, in Lost in New York, the movie that he's playing, Get on Your Knees and Tell Me You Love Me, yeah. is Angels with Filthier Souls. Man. <laughs> I mean, there's really only a couple ways you can go with that. It's either... More Angels with Filthy Souls, or Angels with Filthier Souls, or Angels with Filthy Souls 2, which is not as good. Yeah. Yeah. But I do love how the second one was a Christmas movie. Like, nice. Yeah. They kept Way the theme. Yeah. Yeah. Executive producer of Angels with Filthier Souls, Donald Trump. I'm kidding. He was just Yeah, he was just in the movie. <laughs> Where's the lobby? <laughs> oh. So. He's... All right, eating junk, movie. eating junk, watching rubbish. Watching rubbish. And he still <clears> can't <throat> quite believe that they're all gone. He's like, Uncle Frank, I'm eating junk and watching filth, you know. Yeah. He's waiting for somebody to pop out like they're pranking him. Yep, waiting for the bubble to burst. Yep. And he goes in the basement and he looks at this, is it like a coal-burning furnace in their basement with all the ducks running out of it? It. Ha- I mean, what is, yeah. That's quite a thing. Yeah. That, yeah. And I would, the noises that were coming out of this furnace. Well, I mean, that was his imagination, yeah. you know, but still, what a furnace. <laughs> yeah. For, I mean, look at the house. I mean, you got For modern day show. Yeah. Air quote, modern day Chicago. I mean, it was only 33. So a minute ago, it was, well, that was 33 years ago. Now it's like, that's only 33 years ago. Like the heating and air conditioning industry has not changed that much. Like the refrigerants have changed, but we haven't gone from coal burning furnaces to what we have now in 30 years. No. Oh. Yeah, I still use. Uh, we still use oil. You guys got oil heat? Yep. Nice. Okay. It's uh, it's actually really efficient. Um, quick aside. Uh, oil has more BTUs per pound than natural gas or um, kerosene. Nice. Yeah. Woohoo! Yeah. BTUs per pound. That's what it's all about, baby. <laughs> <laughs> when you're burning stuff. Yeah. Oh, I just know, man, it's so much more expensive than natural gas. It is. Well, and, you know, with natural gas, you pay for it in a month what you use in a month. With the oil, you got to fill it up for the season. Yeah. And I hope that makes it, or you got to fill it up again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We usually have to fill it up again. Of course. Because it's yeah. North Carolina. We have, it's either going to be a short winter, long winter, or it's going to be peaks and valleys. Well, and, you know, the temperature that we're used to, is a lot different. Like you're up north and they, they'll set it at 60 or 65 degrees because all summer long, it's only 60 or 65 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. So Kevin realizes it's not a joke, right? Yeah. His family, he made his family disappear. Right. And he's got to be the man of the house now. He does. Oh, 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 leading up to that. It's another quick thing that just made me giggle. Harry and Marv, the wet bandits, are in their okay plumbing van, yeah. parked in the yard, and talking about how everybody who's out of town has automatic timers on their lights. Oh, man. He's oh, got I got it figured out. Ooh, this one. And it comes out. Ooh. 
ooh, this one, and it comes on. Ooh. They are amazed by light timers. <laughs> I'm amazed that he had it timed out that perfectly. Yeah, he he had a, he had a pretty good watch, and he took very good notes. Yeah, but the fact that they were get uh, they giggling. were giggling at light timers. Yeah, like what what a what a change. How far have we come in technology? Now you can do that with your phone. Yeah. Oh, from miles away. Yeah, exactly. There's no way you're going to be able to time it. <laughs> Alexa, turn, turn on the Christmas lights at the house. Man, and their house is done up for Christmas. It's Holy up. moly. Yeah, the, the houses that they're looking at when the lights come on, they have like barely any lights. They're kind of crappy. And then this one gets a Griswold treatment. Yeah. And the white lights to make it look even like grander, yeah. more pure. Oh. Yeah. Like the, the beacon of wealth that it is. Even at the time. <laughs> so, what, Kevin... Uh, so he's the man of the house. He's the man of the house. So the next day, he realizes, he gets up, showers. Yep. Can't and, live on ice cream. Yep. Yep. Gotta, gotta, gotta wash myself. Doesn't have a toothbrush. Doesn't have a toothbrush. But which is fine. He put on the ash- aftershave, and that's where the iconic yep. scream comes from. Ah, yeah. Yeah. And I think I saw that he was really just supposed to put his hands up there where they were supposed to stick, but he added the scream and they were like, perfect. Perfect. Yes. Did he even, I, I wonder if he really did put the aftershave on because that stings. Yeah. And when you're a child and you're not expecting it, boom. I'm sure that, I'm, I think that might have been what happened then. Yeah. Because. yeah, natural. Yeah. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, we're keeping that. Yep. That's the one. I mean, it is. I mean, it's. Yeah. You look at any Home Alone after that. With the exception of Lost in New York. Like, I'm scrolling through them earlier reading, like, the descriptions, and I know at least two of them had the kids doing the hands on the cheek with O-Face. Right. Like, you see that? You don't even need to type it. You know well, what it is. And it's the, it's, it's the, like, the box art or the poster art for the movie. Yeah. Right? I think it is for the first one, isn't it? For the first one, anyway. Yeah. It's him. Yeah. It's him with the... Yeah, red sweater. Yeah. With so the, with the O face. With the O face. Or very different, <laughs> very different O face. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, so Kevin is leading a life of crime now. He's done stolen a toothbrush. He stole a toothbrush. Yep. Yep. He's, he's but elite. I mean, he was asking the right questions. Yeah. Is this approved by the it, American Dental Association? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the old man. That Buzz had told him about. Mr. Marley. In, yeah, was in the store. Yep. Which I think is a nod to uh, Scrooge. Ooh. Yeah, absolutely. So, he's scared by him. His family, he's murdered his family he's the, with a shovel. He's the South Bend, was it the South Bend shovel strangler? Or <laughs> South Bend something. Yeah. Yeah, South Bend, Indiana. Which, how do they know about South Bend? They ain't been nowhere. <laughs> Buzz. Oh, Just, Buzz. Yeah. So, he runs out of the store, and he runs from a police officer. Like, this, and was that, was that Larry Hankin? Was oh, that the know. cab driver um, from Planes, Trains, and Automobiles? I think it was. Oh, really? Yeah. I think that was... The one that punches Steve Martin? No. Or the, like... No, no, no. The cool cab in... Uh, oh! Kansas he, City. He was the police officer that answered the phone when uh, Catherine O'Hara called. Oh, right, 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 yeah, right, yeah, right, right. Yep. I'm transferring you to child, whatever, child, child services. services. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. It's like eating the donut or whatever. Like, yeah. It, yeah. yeah. The that's Taxiola the, driver. Taxiola driver is that. Good Doobie. call. Yes. Yep. Good. Good call. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I did not even notice that. I just noticed that actor. I was like, oh, okay, I recognize I could I couldn't remember which police officer he played. But yeah, yeah. He was Doobie. So. Runs from the cops. Yep. Runs into Mr. Marley. Gets scared. Runs home. And during that, when he's almost home, he almost gets hit by. Is that when he almost gets hit by? Um, the what? Harry, yeah. Yeah, Harry and Marv. Yeah. They're like, hey, kid. Pay attention. Watch where you're going. Yeah. And they don't realize. They don't realize it's the same kid. Yeah. 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 Is this when they try to follow him home and he ducks into the church? Yes. No. No, 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 no. Does that come later? That comes later. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, trying to do it. It's, man. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I, there's so many scenes that, like, you're like, oh, man, this is where it happened. Oh, nope, not yet. Nope, not oh, yet. Oh, oh, here it comes. Here it comes. That really, that happened a lot when I was watching Lost in New York. I'm like, yeah. oh, it's going to happen. Oh, wait. He goes back to the brother's house? What? Wait, like, yeah. <laughs> and that's that's part of my trouble. Like, I took, a, I wrote a couple things down on the movie, but, like, you watch it, and you're like, man, I got to watch two. Yeah. And then, if you didn't take really good notes on one, you're like, wait, was that one or two? What order did that happen? What's, <laughs> what's going on here? Like, wait, when does Tim Curry show up? Oh, yeah. crap, that's not till New York. Yeah. Yeah. I laughed so hard watching that movie last night. So, like, it's my favorite of the two. Yeah. Like, I would have been okay just doing Home Alone 2. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's coming. We'll, 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 we'll spring that one on you, maybe, yeah. for, a, for a surprise. There's a scene where she just smacks the everlasting shit out of Tim Curry. And, <laughs> and she I, actually smacks him. Oh, it had to be a real smack. Yeah. Yeah. There's no faking that. Like, <laughs> oh, oh. Too good. Yeah. So, we're moving on to, let's just, everything else is just filler. It's just him going to the store. Yep. Like, he, lo- he, he, he he makes the grocery list, gets yeah. the stuff, tries to live his life, and then cue the wet bandits. Yes. They show up, and they don't realize he's home, because everybody's supposed to be gone, because they have the automatic lights. And, is this when he does the Michael, no. Yeah, he does, uh, he turns on the TV, turns on the movie. Oh, yeah. Like, make it sound like somebody's home. Yep. And, uh, they freak out a little bit. They kind of pull back a little. Yeah. And then they're like, no, no, it's more automatic timers, you know? Yeah. And that, then it gets good. Then he realizes that they are full on assault and he goes full on defense mode. Yeah. This is my home. I I must protect it. Yep. Now, before I do like how he was trying to fool him. He did the uh, the Michael Jordan, the Michael Jordan dance party where he's got the Michael oh, Jordan on the train the and the cutouts. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> and you saw all the mannequins that he was using. In one of the cutscenes, it shows that Catherine O'Hara is a uh, like a clothes designer. Yeah, she's got like so, mannequins and sewing yeah. machines. There's some in her bedroom. There's some in the basement. Like you kind of see that as he's exploring the house. Like yeah. they make sure that those are in frame. But I, I, yeah. I agree with them. They could have left. That was not important to the plot. No. No. Just, I mean, it's it's like, it's like good to know that, but... I didn't need to know it. Um, right. You know you know somebody somewhere does something with sewing and fashion. Yeah. And that that's... I would bet that if you're successful back then, that probably paid pretty well. Yeah. 90s yeah. fashion. <laughs> that was <laughs> definitely a dual income home. Oh, for sure. For sure. Two pretty good incomes. Yeah. 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 Oh. It was the so, 90s. She just put shoulder pads on everything. Yeah. 
gun. So Kevin finds that. So they're trying to break into the home. They're casing the joint. And Kevin overhears them talking. Let's come back at nine. We know the kid's alone. Yep. Because I know I heard a few people like when I was listening to other podcasts, they were like, my only holdup is how did he know exactly what time they were coming back? It's like, they, they literally said, said we'll yeah. come back at we'll come nine. Back at nine. Yeah. Pretty sure they even said we'll come back at nine sharp. Like kids, <laughs> kids go to bed early. We'll come back after. Yeah. Yeah. We'll come back at nine. So, and I think it's funny because he doesn't use this entire time to get the house ready. He goes out. No. Yeah. Like he he well, he, he needs supplies. Yeah. And he pops into the church where he runs into old man, old man Marley, Marley and his little granddaughter singing like an angel. Yeah. Yep. Which he gives some some good advice. Like, go see your son. Like, how are you gonna know if you don't you yep. don't call him? Exactly. So if, if you don't change, nothing's gonna change. Yeah. So and he gives some advice in the second one too. Like God Kevin. Wise beyond his eight years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so this he he rigs that house up. Well, I mean, they, it's, they talk. They kind of. They kind of lead into what he's going to do, right? Like his dad tells him to clean up the micro machines. Yeah. So, because his aunt fell, oh. slipped, and hurt her back, so he knows grownups are weak to micro machines. He does. What does he do? Does he do anything with fish hooks? I don't remember. I don't think he does anything with fish hooks. But he uses the glue gun. He uses the glue gun. Yeah, because he puts it all in the the saran wrap. Yep. That tars and feathers Joe Pesci. It does. <laughs> so good. Uh, Buzz's BB gun. Again, another callback to A Christmas Story. The and, Red Rider. Yeah. Yeah, very good pull there. Yep. I did think it was hilarious. Like, this is Buzz's BB gun, so I doubt Kevin's ever been able to use it. Right. He's good. But he's good. Like, yeah. shooting him down the laundry chute, like, he doesn't miss. He's a natural. Yeah. Yeah. So Also, how cool is a laundry chute? Oh, man. I wanted to put one in this house because laundry used to be in the basement. But it's not hard to get laundry in the basement. Right. It's really hard to get it to go you back on. You need a laundry elevator. Yes. <laughs> that would be better. <laughs> Two-part system. Yeah. So. Uh, okay. So let's let's talk about some of the defenses. The paint buckets on the swinging ropes. Pretty rudimentary. Pretty easy. Kid could come up with that. Yeah. Uh, micro machines we talked about. The hot glue. We know he's we know he's good with the glue gun. And you know, you might think that's a little odd for an eight year old to tar and feather somebody. But we've already seen that he likes those like old noir movies. Right. Like Yeah. So I, and that was a joke in Tailspin, the Disney cartoon uh-huh. of the era. They talked about tar and feathering somebody, and they're like, We don't have tar and feathers. What do we have? Grease and spoons. Then we're gonna grease and spoon them. You know, like like that was a thing that was yeah. talked about. There, oh man, this is going to be a bit controversial, and I don't mean it, I didn't write it, but, and it might be a little offensive more than controversial, but, uh. Is it offensive or insensitive? It's insensitive. Yeah, we can deal with insensitive. It's probably a little of both. It's all three. You know what? (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember the man show? Yes. So, they used to do these movies, like, fake movies, and. It was a movie poster for, uh, it was a, oh, it was an Indian cop and a uh, handicapped person. Okay. And the movie was called Tarred and Feathered. Oh, my God. 
Uh, yeah, the, I don't remember anything other than like just the movie poster, and it kind of looked like uh, Harley Davidson and the Marvel Marvel Mar- Mar- Man. But yeah, tarred and feathered. Oh, I mean, but we're talking about like this is like the like late nineties feathers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> that uh, was the late nineties. Yeah, I think that was ninety nine two thousand. Yeah, you could not have juggies jumping on trampolines. No, today. no, not on. Well, I mean, I guess you could, but nobody's gonna put it out there. Well, that was that, that was before the internet was completely taken over by porn. And this was this was Kimmel and Adam Carolla. Adam Carolla. Yeah. Yep. I didn't much watch the second iteration with Joe Rogan and Mike Stan, Doug Stanhope. Doug Stanhope. Yeah. No, I didn't. I mean, honestly, the 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 shine wore off the apple before the first iteration was over. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah, it's the man show. We drink beer. We have girls on trampolines. We have, um, oh, God, who was the guy that drank the beer? Ziggy Zaggy, Ziggy Zaggy, oi, oi, oi. And he could chug beer? Yeah. That was fun when we when we were in college because that's when it was on. Yeah. Yeah, that was a fun it's game. Definitely that, uh, yeah, early, it late hit, teens, It hit us days. just right. I'm yeah, sure yeah, everybody yeah. older and younger was like, these guys are morons. And now Jimmy Kimmel hosts a late night show. Or... Is I he wonder, still doing that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Jimmy Kimmel Live. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if he's ever had Carl Malone on. Because he did that Carl, that, I'm Carl Malone. I'm Carl Malone. <laughs> <laughs> I bet Carl Malone has better things to do. Yeah. Does or, or at least other things to other do. Other things to do. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh. Oh. Okay. So more. Uh, so Tarn and Feather. Yeah. Sorry. Good. I needed to share that. Best movie poster <laughs> of all time. And also a great trick that. Macaulay Culkin slash Kevin McAllister played on the Wet Bandits. Um, he had the iron that was up in the laundry chute. The hot iron. Oh, man. That thing tagged him. Big got Daniel Stern <clears throat> hard. He dumped a lot of water on the steps. Yep. Icy steps. Icy steps. The, oh, the, the, the tar, the asphalt with the nails. Oh, my God. Oh, brutal. The, uh, the, the hot grill, handle, the grill heater on the oh. handle. Yeah, those aren't a thing anymore. But we had we had them at the family cottage. Nice. We weren't spending money on lighter fluid. You just plug it in. We'll just pay for we'll just pay for four dollars worth of electricity instead of nine cents worth of combustible fluid. I did not know what that was. Really? Yeah, I was just like, okay. Yeah, you stick it in. You stick it in the charcoal. You pile the charcoal up on it. You plug it in, and it it heats your charcoal. It's a grill starter. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And. Man, they Dangerous. got <laughs> yeah, yeah. They've got knob money. They got like their initial on the knob. Like yeah. that's yeah, yeah. That's uh, like like we said upper 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 upper. <laughs> <laughs> Them upper echelons of yeah. the middle class. And could you? I mean, golly, I've burnt myself before. Yeah. Not like that. I mean, I think the, probably the worst burn similar to that I've had. You know, you. You cook something in a cast iron pan on top of the stove, and then you put it in the oven to finish. Mm-hmm. And it looks the same as when it's cool. So you reach in there and you touch it, and all of a sudden you don't have fingerprints for about two weeks. And that's not anywhere near the level. <laughs> no. All I can think is, you know, I'm being from the country. You know, we have people who talk the fire out of something. Oh yeah. I was like, man, who is he calling to talk the fire out of that freaking hand? Everybody. <laughs> He's on the phone tree. You need somebody's great aunt. And not just somebody's aunt. You need a great aunt. You know Kyle can pop the fire out of something? I did not know that. Yeah. You ever burn yourself, Kyle Kyle? Okay. Yep. 
He can do it over the phone? Yeah. No way. Yeah, he's done it for me a couple times. Shut up. Yep. We're going to have Kyle on. We're going to have Kyle on, and we're going to talk about backdraft. <laughs> <laughs> See if you can talk the fire out of the whole movie. Oh, man. No, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, what else? What other? And I know I've seen, I didn't want to look it up because I feel like every podcast I listen to talked about like how many of these uh, booby traps would have killed somebody. Oh, yeah. They, like, they would not injure. They would either do nothing or you would be murdered. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So. Half full gallon of paint. Okay. Paint. Gallon of water weighs 8.34 pounds. Paint typically weighs between 10 and 12 pounds a gallon. So if you have, let's say it's let's say it's ten half a gallon of paint, it's five pounds. You have a five pound bucket that swings from the second floor and hits you in the face. If you don't die, you're gonna be in that you're gonna be in that movie poster with the, with the Native American. Yeah, you ain't gonna be feathered, and you just got <laughs> knocked down half a flight of steps. Yeah, like it's bad. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, the whole iron in the head is what. Whew. Oh. And he was in the basement, so that probably fell from the second story. So that fell, what, 25, 30 feet? Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, it has to be. 9.8 meters per second squared is the acceleration <laughs> of gravity. <laughs> oh, didn't know you were going to learn something today, did you? Hey, we got stats. Yeah. We, we got facts and figures. <laughs> and fun fake movie posters. Yes. <laughs> oh, so... I think so. They break in and they just start getting fucked up. Yeah, I mean, they get I mean, wrecked. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the ornaments that Daniel Stern oh steps crushed. On, yeah, they were candy. Were they? Yeah, and that's still sharp. Still hurt. He said yeah. it still hurt. Yeah, and the tarantula was real. Okay, but they can take the poison out or take the fangs out. I think they, they can say, make them, they can make them safe. I think they said that they they couldn't remove the stinger. Because it would have killed them, but I'm sure they did something. Yeah, I think they removed the poison glands or something. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. If they cut my dog's balls off, they can certainly take the poison out of a tarantula. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> they took poison out of him. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, oh, that's a great scene, too. I mean, they got their, he's got the tarantula on his face, and he goes on Mar, uh, Harry, and is sitting on his chest, and he goes over and starts nailing Harry just, that. Just beats oh. the crap out of him. Yeah, which he could have explained like real easy, real quick. Like, uh, hey, Harry, be still. You got a tarantula. Yeah. But he doesn't say a word. No, he just starts coming to me. He's well. He's been through the ringer. He's yeah. not there. None of them. None of them are. They're numb. They're yeah. numb. Yep. Oh, and Kevin bolts from the window. Is there anything that we're missing? I mean, the whole fight, the whole booby trap scene. I mean, I feel like you know it. Every everybody. I mean, it's yeah. There's really not that much more to talk about. You know, there's yeah. booby traps. It's as as an eight year old watching this movie, or as a, a ten year old watching this movie about an eight year old. Man, I mean, that was the dream, right? You were, I, I could have, oh yeah, that's exactly what I'd have done. I'd have put, I'd have taken all my Hot Wheels and put them there. Ooh, yeah, Hot Wheels or micro machines. I didn't have micro machines. We we didn't have micro machines, buddy. <laughs> you don't have, have any micro machines you need to equal one Hot Wheel. Yeah. And they were more expensive. They were more expensive. I feel like I had a couple of micro machines, but only because I think Happy Meal might have McDonald's might have been running a promo with them. Oh, good call. Yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah. the only way I had them. See, I, 
there was a drugstore that was like four or five blocks away. And we used to ride our bikes all over town. And we would save up our money. We would pick up cans. We would do odd jobs for GI Joes. GI Joes were like two fifty, and we would take our three dollars to to the, the drugstore, and we would get we would get a GI Joe. Nice. I had we had dozens of GI Joes. So that's what you did to make a little extra money to buy toys. Yeah. This will tell you that we grew up in two different places at the time. I used to follow behind a tobacco trailer and pick up tobacco leaves for money. No. Yes. That's awesome. Yep. I didn't get paid as much as the guys priming it, but they would throw me a couple bucks for just following behind the trailer. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But when I got about 10, they were like, okay, you're short enough to do these first primings. Right. We're getting you in there. We're, we're tired of bending over. You, you get these, you're getting these low leaves. Yeah. Freaking labor law. <laughs> child, child labor. Ron Swanson. Child labor laws are killing this country. <laughs> They are. <laughs> oh, so Kevin zip lines, zip lines to the treehouse, which in nineteen ninety no, to the treehouse to the treehouse to the treehouse, yeah. yeah, yeah, where he's gonna call the cops, right? And they're like, "Oh, we're gonna get to this kid before he calls." Come on, guys. Got, got, a phone, a phone. got a phone in the treehouse? No. no. Uh, but so they go out on the line, <laughs> and of course. This kid has been fucking you up the entire... You think... You think he's not ready for this? Yeah. Yeah. He's been ready for everything else. Yeah. Every window, every door, and oh, he's going to leave this rope unsecured. He's not smart enough. Come on, guys. Come on, guys. Cuts the rope. Yep. With, guys. With, like, big garden shears (laughs) that don't cut anything. (laughs) God, they barely cut the limbs that you need to cut. They barely cut the grass. (laughs) (laughs) Well, who knows? Maybe I'll see sharpen them. Clearly, that's that yeah. was one of his errands. That yeah, had, again, edit, editing room floor. <laughs> uh so they fall, and he runs to the neighbor's house, where the neighbor's house is flooded. Yep, because they've been there. They've been there. The wet bandits got them. It's a yeah. calling card, Harry. <laughs> and now that's how they get tracked to all the other houses that they've robbed. Yeah, the police say that. <laughs> what I think is uh, interesting fact about the house that was flooded. They built that house at a, like, that house isn't actually flooded. They didn't flood a house. They built the room, uh, the set, in a pool at a local school. Oh. And they just filled the pool up. Okay. So. That's awesome. Yeah. Very. Smart. Yeah. Very smart. Yeah. Are we going to flood a house? Well, can we just build a house where the water already is? I mean, we only need the one room. (laughs) Yeah. Brilliant. But they catch him. They catch him. And is this the scene where they hold him up against the wall and Joe Pesci bites his finger? Yeah. Bites his, they, they talk about all the things they're going to do to him. Yeah. Set his head on fire. Make him walk through nails. We're going to drive a nail through his head. We're going to, I mean, they're, they're talking about like really fucking this kid up. Yeah. Yeah. Like they went from home invaders and thieves to straight up, we're going to be murderers. Yep. It's fine. This kid has pushed us over the edge. We can't take, we can't take it anymore. No. Yeah. So apparently Joe Pesci actually bought bit because he was so he was in I guess he was doing method acting Ooh. and actually bit the shit out of Macaulay Culkin's finger so much that he still has a scar to this day. That's that's actually a cool story. Yeah. I have like scars it, with much less cool stories. Yeah. Like yeah. Pesci. Pesci gave me that. Pesci, yeah. Yeah. Call it my Pesci. <laughs> <laughs> and they're doing that, he bites his finger and 
Mr. Har- uh, Mr. Marley comes in. Mr. Says, Marley hey. with the shovel. With the shovel, he attacks him with a shovel, lending credence to the fact that he could have murdered somebody with it. <laughs> we still don't know. If we still don't know. Yeah, not completely debunked. Forensic files is not what they were. No, I mean especially if he's throwing the bodies in the the bucket of salt, barrel of salt, and mummifying them. No smell. No smell. Yeah. And a little tastier. Yeah. If, if you're into that kind a of thing. A little turkey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the police come, they arrest the wet bandits, and they're able to track every house because of their stupid ass calling card. Now they know. And what dicks? Like, yeah, you've man. already robbed them. Seriously. And now you're going to cause so much to. In Chicago, like, in any house, flooding a house is going to be bad. Yeah. But. This is a really nice neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. Like, homeowners is going to fucking flip. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, you're going to get dropped. All that's going to do, your your homeowner's insurance company is going to subrogate against the city because there has to be some issue with the plumbing backup. Yeah. Yeah. And the ne- Kevin goes to bed, and the next morning, no, before he goes to bed, he's like, I don't want any gifts. Like, all I want is... I just want the, my family I back. I just want my family back. Yeah. So... And he's got his little picture, and that's when you see the entire fucking family. The whole Holy thing. shit. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they're obviously Catholic. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because they're worth control, obviously. Obviously. Oh. So. Well, and McAllister. Yeah. Pretty Irish name. Yeah, you're exactly Probably, right. Probably. Yeah. You know. And, I mean, mom's redheaded. They've got a redheaded. Yeah, it's, it all plays out. There's yeah. definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then, or Scottish, or Scottish. Either way, yeah, it's fine. They've been fluffy. <laughs> yeah, <more. laughs> <Horned. laughs> Oh, so I guess Kevin gets everything cleaned up in like two point five seconds. The kid, the kid's a he's a phenom, which is hilarious. Because why was everybody worried about this kid not being able to take care of himself? Right. Oh, Kevin, you can't do anything. Oh, you're lay incompetent. <laughs> you're, yeah, you're what the French call lay incompetent. <laughs> uh, but he defends the house. He goes out and buys fabric softener. The guy gets tied. fabric softener. Yeah. Asking about the t- like this kid's got it able to clean up the house after the burglars. He's comparison shopping. He's checking. He's got prices. a coupon. He's got coupons. Yeah. Interesting fact about the uh, the scene where she's the, he's in the grocery store and she's like, "You here alone? What's your name? What's your parents? All that." The girl. In the trailer, it's a dude. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Recast. Yeah. Like, I guess it was reshot or something. That's fun. And I didn't realize it because I'd watched the movie and then I was uh, just listening to some other things. And I guess the trailer that somebody had pulled, it was a guy asking the question. I was like, huh. Okay. That's that was, see, now, now I want to rewatch the trailer. I tried. Yeah. I, I rewatched the trailer this morning, but it was the 25th anniversary edition. Where they used that scene. Oh, they don't even use that scene. Yeah. 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 So we'll have to look for like the first. The original. The original trailer. Yeah. And the next morning, Kevin wakes up and gets his wish. They're home. Yep. Oh, man. One. Okay. We've talked about all of Kevin and his his mom coming home. Let's talk about her journey for a minute. Yes. So she ends up offering the lady in the airport two first class tickets uh, a bunch of money, and then the lady's like, is, is that a Rolex? Like, this lady, like, what an old bitch. Yeah. Like, you could totally see this woman is in distress. Right. 
Like, she would not be offering all this if it was not, like, dire. Life or death. Life, yeah. Yeah. And you're just sitting there trying to fucking milk it. <clears throat> yeah. It's a Ro- It's a lady's Rolex. Yeah. So. Do you think it's a Rolex? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's yours. So, she ends up going to, what? She ends up hitting, like, three different cities. Like, where was She ends up in Scranton after going to, yeah. to like, Dallas and Nashville and then Scranton. She's, I think she, like, she flies into New York. She... I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, well, but, but she's been all she's been she's in a few different places. Place. Yeah. yeah, that that journey is a different movie. Yeah, <laughs> and she ends up in Scranton, PA, which uh, this is a fun name. It's a fun name for a city, but like the office. You know what? I would have never paid attention that she landed in Scranton this time had it not been for the office. That's right. Yeah, I never would have paid attention to it before. I don't think I did. And she runs into. John Candy's character. Gus Polanski. The polka, what are they, the? The, the Kenosha Kickers. Yeah. <laughs> on their way to play a, a gig in Sheboygan. Ah. Which is where I lived when this movie came out. Everybody in Sheboygan went nuts. Nice. I don't even know if they were going to Sheboygan, but they mentioned Sheboygan. And, and you're like, like, yeah, yeah Sheboygan represent. <laughs> oh, and... We said it before, 90%, 80%, 90% of Candy's lines were improvised. 24 hours to shoot. He got paid scale. Yeah. He, uh, yeah. He, he, he wrote his own lines. The whole yeah. scene about, have you ever left your, have you ever went on vacation and left your kid? No. We no, did leave the we, little guy. We were at guy. a funeral. We <laughs> left the little guy in the morgue. spent the night. He came back. He wasn't quite the same. <laughs> he was fine after about six weeks. He started talking again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I do love, like, it just shows how good of an actor Candy is to, like, improvise the lines. But he's like, oh, I thought you recognized us. Like, I thought you might have recognized their song. Like, right. <laughs> oh. Nobody recognizes a Kenosha Polka Band no. song. Like, uh, we had a couple of hit albums. We had but, a couple of hits. Yeah. What do you say? It was like the, the, the polka twist. It was like the twist, but <laughs> it was like polka. polka. <laughs> oh. God. Yeah, and then he starts talking about everybody else on the in the back of the budget band, which that doesn't seem like it would be legal today to ride in the back no, of the band. No, I don't think it was legal then. <laughs> they're a band. Yeah, they're trying to make it. Yeah. I'm sorry, the, the hits were Poca Poca Poca, <laughs> Twin Lakes Poca, um, Kiss Me Poca, and the Poca Twist. <laughs> Selling a record-breaking 623 copies. But he thought he she recognized him. Uh, that's clearly, clearly, he's, he's he's a household name. Yeah, I mean he's the poker king of the Midwest. I mean you got to recognize the poker king. Yeah, of the entire region. Yeah, no nobody else even cares about poker music. <laughs> if you're the poker king of the Southwest, it's because you're the poker man. You're the only in Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh me! So she makes it home. They drop her off because. Guess they're going right by there, or they can make a detour. Yeah, a little a small little detour. I mean, look, if you're in Pennsylvania and you're going to Kenosha or Sheboygan, you're going to go through the Chicagoland area. Hop in. Yeah, yeah. So they could tell she was in distress. They knew. They yeah. didn't hit her up for a Rolex. No, just get in. Just hop in. You we'll got, give you a ride. Yep, yeah, you got what we got. Yeah. So she gets dropped off, and Kevin gets his Christmas wish. His mom's home. 
And of course, everybody else just catches the next flight and they make it back at the exact same time. They're there like, what, maybe a minute later? Yep. Like long enough for them to hug and all of a sudden here everybody comes fussing and bustling in. The kerfuffle arrives yes. anew. Uh, and then he's like, fuck. This is... Okay, okay. Bye, bye. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot. I take it back. <laughs> take it back. <laughs> but did Uncle Frank come back? He did, but he... There was no redemption for that character. No. He was just a prick from beginning to end. Yeah, I just don't remember... I didn't remember seeing him. And I was like, did Uncle Frank stay? Like, it would... Wouldn't surprise me. Would have, yeah, I mean, I'm already... It would have been on brand. I'm not going back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. I don't know if he came back. I know there was no redemption. Yeah, no. Yeah. None. And... That's oh, credits. The, oh, no. Is there... The scene with Mr. Marley and his oh, yeah. son and granddaughter. Yeah, they get they give Kevin, a little wave. Kevin sees him. He, they, they reconcile, and he gives Kevin a little sagely nod, and Kevin gives him a, a curt wave, and that was that. Yeah. Yeah. Worked out for everybody. Worked out. Except for the web bandits. Except when it worked out for them. They got yeah. what they earned. They did. Prison sentence. And tortured by a child. <laughs> Which at any point they could have just been like, I'm done. Honestly, after slipping on the steps the first couple times, like, I'm done. Look. I gotta go rest. You have easy options of give up or there's so many memes about them just shooting Kevin in the head. Yeah. And robbing the place blind and getting away with it. But they didn't have a gun. They didn't have a gun. Look. Well, I know they probably could have got they one. Could have got one. Yeah. But they were not violent criminals at the time. They were just home invaders and thieves. That's right. They're burglars. Yeah. Yeah. So they had their crowbars. Yep. And that was their tool. They were assholes. Oh, they were definitely dicks. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. They were Probably Marv more than Harry. Harry well, was... Harry was just mean. Marv was just... Well, Marv definitely took more of a beating than Harry did. Yeah. Yeah. But I love listening to Daniel Stern talk because it reminds me of watching his other years. That is wild to me that he... He's the voice. Yeah. He's, he's adult Kevin... What was the last name? Arnold. Arnold. Kevin Arnold. Thank you. You're welcome. Yep. Adult Kevin Arnold, voiceover of the Wonder Years. Where was the Wonder Years set? In my mind, for some reason, it was always Wisconsin. I, I because of that dad. I thought Wisconsin too, but maybe that's because that's where I was when I was that age and when it came out. I definitely didn't. I never thought it was North Carolina. I'll put it that way. <laughs> no, no, it never gave it never gave a, a Carolina vibe. No. Let's see where it was. Wonder Years, nineteen eighty four. And how hot was their older sister in Wonder Years? Whoa! Right? Yeah. Especially the smoke dad. show. Yep. But yeah, the dad is, I feel like the dad played Vince Lombardi at one point in time in a movie. Yeah. The dad was, the dad's been in a a million things. So good. Of course, you need a disambiguation page now because they've remade the Wonder Years. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I need to watch that. Uh, it, It says, okay, so the Wikipedia page says that it's where they live is never specified other than being a suburb. But some episodes have license plates showing California and New York. I guess, I guess maybe I don't see it being New York. Maybe in the the six the late sixties and early seventies, maybe like suburban upstate New York. Like yeah, a maybe upstate. Of, yeah, like Syracuse. 
Maybe yeah. some suburban Binghamton, New York. You know, I could see it being New York because he is a big Jets fan, not a Packers fan. That's true. Yeah, he's yeah. on the wrong green. Yep. Yeah. Okay. It, and it could be like suburban. <clears throat> I guess the accents are wrong for New York, New Jersey, but it's a television show. Yeah. You know. Okay. Yeah, I just all now that you say that, I do remember Kevin Arnold wearing the the Jets jacket, and if it, they definitely would have put him in the Packers. Yeah. So the new one specifically takes place in Montgomery, Alabama. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't realize that, but boom. Nice. Yeah. Little one of yours nugget for you. Fun times. Yeah. Yeah. That and, uh, God, I feel like I used to watch Wonder Years and like In Heat of the Night. Like, oh, In the Heat of the Night, in man. The heat of the night. Carol O'Connor. <laughs> yeah. So good. <laughs> Bubba. Oh, uh, yeah. If you didn't have cable in, in, in the, the 90s. 90s, that's what you were watching. <laughs> Followed up by The Price is Right. Oh, man. So I, I was sick this past week. I watched The Price is Right both days that I called out of work. Really? Knowing that it would help me recover. It was Drew Carey. Some of the models were guys. None of the cars stated specifically that they came with California emissions. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't exactly the same experience, but it was it was close. It, it was good enough. Yeah, it gave me the feeling. There, yeah, yeah. Also, I don't know what anything costs anymore. <laughs> Apparently, oh, man. yeah, yeah. I just assume everything's just stupid expensive. It is. So. Yeah. Well, I think well, that about wraps it. That up. wraps up Home Alone, and we will continue with our. December Christmas movie list with Die Hard. The greatest Christmas movie of all time. Fight me. That That is your opinion. We will talk about this more <laughs> next week. We don't want to waste it all here. Yeah, I'll come, cor- I'll come correct with, <laughs> with arguments. <laughs> oh, so, follow us on X at Fox Movie Pod. Email the show at silver.foxmoviepod at gmail.com. Be the first to email us, and you will absolutely get a shout-out. And if you include your contact information, maybe a special gift from Josh and I. Ooh. What do you think about that? Ah, for I the, mean, it's a Christmas gift. Seasonal. Right? Yeah. It's the, it's the season for giving. It is. And join us at the movies, folks. Absolutely. Don't forget your popcorn. Peace. <laughs>